One of the greatest figures to have ever traversed this planet was Abraham. Abraham is mentioned some 74 times in the New Testament alone. Today, I invite you to think with me about Abraham, who's known as the father of the Jewish nation. The New Testament writer Jacob, now referred to as James, calls Abraham a friend of God. Why? Because he dared to believe God against all odds and against all reason. Today, we'll explore the faith of Abraham on this 79th episode of the Tove Podcast. You are listening to the Tove Podcast. Welcome to the Tove Podcast. I'm so glad you've joined us today as we explore the faith of Abraham. If you're interested in learning more about this podcast, visit our website at lifeinmessiah.org. Well, first consider what I call the quality of Abraham's faith and just what it was that he believed. Now, this is very important. For what a man or woman really believes— will govern his or her life here on earth and determine where they spend eternity. Now, sometimes we speak of a religious movement as a faith. For example, we may speak of a Christian faith, a Hindu faith, a Roman Catholic faith, a Muslim faith, or some other variant. We say, so-and-so is an adherent of such-and-such a faith. But I would present to you that there is just one faith, and to adhere to any other quote-unquote faith is to be deceived. The Bible tells us there's one faith. We see this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. The word faith may be defined simply as believing something we are told. When we act upon something we are told— Then we really exercise faith. All through his life, Abraham not only believed all that God told him, but he believed it to the point that he acted upon it. That was Abraham's faith. His faith resulted in obedience. Now, any faith that is not Abraham's faith is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. We see this in Proverbs 14.12, as well as Proverbs 16.25. And like every Jewish person listening to this podcast or Gentile person listening, I have sinned. Romans chapter 3, verses 21 to 26 says the following, quote, But now, apart from the law, God's righteousness has been revealed, attested by the law and the prophets. That is, God's righteousness through faith in Yeshua the Messiah. To all who believe, since there's no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Messiah Yeshua. God presented Him as a propitiation through faith in His blood to demonstrate His righteousness 
because in his restraint, God passed over the sins previously committed. God presented him, Yeshua, to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time, so that he would be righteous and declare righteous the one who has faith in Yeshua. End quote. And like all of you, my sins have separated me from God. This is seen clearly for all of us in Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2. Quote, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. End quote. Unless there is some means of righteously having our sins forgiven, we will die in our sins and be lost eternally. This is clearly seen in Ezekiel 18, verse 4. Quote, Look, every life belongs to me. The life of the Father is like the life of the Son. Both belong to me. The person who sins is the one who will die. End quote. Also, Romans 6.23 tells us, quote, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Messiah Yeshua our Lord. End quote. In the end, if we don't have our sins forgiven, we will cry out just like Cain did when he said, My punishment is greater than I can bear. So we need to learn saving faith. All who would receive God's great salvation must come God's appointed way. There is no other way. Abraham, David, Daniel, Peter, John, all were saved by coming to God in a faith similar to that of Abraham. Even today, whether our name is Hazen, Cohen, Goldstein, Murphy, or Dubinsky, there's only one way of salvation. All listening to this podcast today know that if there was any one person who was visited with God's wonderful salvation, it was Abraham, the man who was called the friend of God. Now let's consider for a few moments the most crucial, momentous event in Abraham's life. The time when Abraham really proved that he believed and trusted God. It was not when God called him to leave Ur of the Chaldees and step out in faith to go to the land that he didn't know anything about, though that was a step of faith. Nor was it when Abraham changed his religion from being an idol worshiper to a Hebrew. Nor was it when Abraham, at a hundred years old, and his wife Sarah being ninety, were informed by God that they would have a son. Rather, it was that occasion when this promised son, Isaac, much beloved by his father, was required by God as a sacrifice. Listen to this account in Genesis 22, verses 1 to 4. Quote, After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, here I am, he answered. Take your son, he said, your only son Isaac, whom you love. Go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. So Abraham got up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took with him two of his young men and his son Isaac. He split wood for a burnt offering and set out to go to the place where God had told him about. 
On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. End quote. Friends, this was the crises in Abraham's life where the reality of his faith in God was revealed. Here we learn what the father of the Jewish nation believed and how severely that faith was tried and tested. Often, the most crucial and momentous events in our lives is when we dare to believe God. Remember, God had promised that it would be through this son, Isaac, that a great nation would arise and be a blessing to the whole world. Now God tells Abraham to take this son, whom he loved, and offer him as a sacrifice. Can you imagine? I'm guessing the night that message came to Abraham was a sleepless night for the grand old patriarch. You see, God promised that a nation would spring up from Isaac in number as the stars in the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. How could this promise be fulfilled with Isaac dead? I can picture Abraham fighting these matters through the dark hours of the night, wrestling with God in prayer, weeping with him, wondering what was going on, questioning God's directive. How could this promise be fulfilled without Isaac? Finally, Abraham came to the place of God's appointment. He had become convinced in his heart that even though Isaac was killed, somehow, some way, God would still keep his promise and that through Isaac would come this great nation that we know today as Israel. You see, in Abraham's mind and heart, his son was sacrificed that night. In his mind and heart, he obeyed God, and it was as good as accomplished. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 through 19 say the following, quote, By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. He received the promises, and he was offering his unique son, the one it had been said about, Your seed will be traced through Isaac. He considered God to be able even to raise someone from the dead. And as an illustration, he received him back. End quote. We'll continue our discussion of Abraham and his faith when we come back on the Tove Podcast. Since 1887, Life in Messiah has helped Christians understand the Jewish roots of our faith and God's ongoing commitment to his people. We teach that anti-Semitism is inconsistent with biblical faith and we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, which includes her spiritual renewal as well as physical safety. In all we do, our priority is to share the gospel message. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or at lifeinmessiah.org. That's lifeinmessiah.org. Welcome back to the Tove Podcast. We are talking about the great patriarch, Abraham, and specifically, Abraham's faith. It appears from our readings, from Genesis chapter 22, from the book of Hebrews, that Abraham actually believed in the death and resurrection of his only begotten son. God gave to Abraham a foreshadowing, or a type, 
of the true gospel by which Jewish and Gentile peoples are saved today. Hear what God says about the gospel being given to Abraham. Galatians chapter 3, verses 6 through 8 says the following, quote, Just as Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him for righteousness, then understand that those who have faith are Abraham's sons. Now the scripture saw in advance that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and told the good news ahead of time to Abraham, saying, All the nations, all the Gentiles, will be blessed through you. So those who have faith are blessed with Abraham who had faith. End quote. If we go back to Genesis chapter 22 for a moment, and we dive back into the story of Abraham and Isaac there, verses 7 and 8 say the following, Then Isaac spoke to his father Abraham and said, My father, and he replied, Here I am, my son. Isaac said, The fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Verse 8, Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Then the two of them walked on together. You see, Abraham, by faith, saw beyond his immediate circumstances and believed that God would provide a lamb. It is believed that the spot where Abraham offered his son was very close to the spot where Jesus the Messiah was offered as a sacrifice on the cross. Golgotha became God's altar of sacrifice when his only begotten son was lifted up, dying for the sins of the whole world. Abraham's experience was a figure, a picture of a greater sacrifice. This is the gospel, the good news for both Jewish people and Gentile peoples today. The author Paul tells us clearly in 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4, he says this, quote, Now, brothers, I want to clarify for you the gospel I proclaim to you. You received it and have taken your stand on it. You are also saved by it, if you hold to the message I proclaim to you, unless you believed for no purpose. For I passed on to you as most important what I also received that Messiah died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. Abraham believed God and he acted on what he believed. He proved his faith by what he did. We also must show the reality of our faith by our works. As again, the New Testament declares in the book of James, faith without works, is dead. Someone has well said, we are saved by grace, providentially, by blood, meritoriously, by faith, instrumentally, and by works, evidentially. Let me read another passage that sets forth these truths. Romans chapter 4, verses 23 to 25 say the following. Now it was credited to him, was not written for Abraham alone, but also for us. It'll be credited to us who believe in him, who raised Yeshua our Lord from the dead. He was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. End quote. 
In another passage, Galatians chapter 3, 6 through 9, we read the following, quote, Just as Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him for righteousness, then understand that those who have faith are Abraham's sons. Now the scripture saw in advance that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and told the good news ahead of time to Abraham, saying, All the nations will be blessed through you. So those who have faith are blessed with Abraham, who had faith. End quote. When we place our faith in Yeshua, like Abraham, God reckons that faith to our account as righteousness, and he saves us eternally. The Gospel writer John records the words of Messiah's forerunner, John the Baptist. Quote, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. End quote. Friends, I pray that you will allow God to guide you in His truth. Won't you come to the truth? Won't you place your faith in Yeshua, God's sacrificial lamb, for the forgiveness of our sins? It'll be the best decision you ever made. Well, thanks for listening to the Tove Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'm sure someone else would too. Please feel free to take the link and share. If you'd like to listen to previous podcasts, check out our website, lifeinmessiah.org, click on the media tab, and find the Tove Podcast. Until next time, Shalom.